Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello listeners, I'm so glad I get to share the Word of God with you today and I want to say thank you for tuning in and I pray that the words you hear today will come alive in your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to say a big thank you to the set man of this ministry, Pastor Jill, for this privilege to bring the Word of God to you today. And today I'll be concluding a message I started the last time I was on and it's entitled, What's on Your Mind? If you missed the part one and if you'd like to, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can go to our website, spreadthewordglobalministries.org and listen. So what's in your mind? You know, I'll give a brief recap of part one of this message. And I said that our minds are like a garden. What you sow in it is what you reap. If you sow good things, you reap good. And if you sow bad thoughts, you reap the same. You know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's in Proverbs 23 verse 7. So it's important we keep a vigilant watch over our eye gate, our ear gate, and even the random negative thoughts that the enemy suggests to us and the wrong faulty beliefs we have formed through the years. Be quick to detect these self-defeating thoughts and lies of the enemy. You know, don't entertain them, but fill your mind with the word of God and counter them with the word. We saw that our thought life is so important that Jesus at the beginning of his ministry declared this, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come there. You know, the word repent means to change one's mind and we need to change our minds because the carnal mind is hostile to God. And we find that in Romans 8, from verses 6 to 8. We saw that the word canal is not limited to sin only. It also describes a mind that is controlled by only the physical as perceived by the five senses. But when we receive Jesus into our hearts, our spirits are born again and become renewed, just like that of Christ. But it is because it is a spirit that we receive when we get saved, we become one spirit with him. However, our physical minds need to be renewed. And that is how we are transformed to that version of us that will fulfill God's plans and purposes. You know, when our thoughts come into alignment with God's thoughts for our lives and we allow the mind of Christ gain ascendancy in our lives, we are changed from the inside out and will become unstoppable in life because we do not give attention to our limiting beliefs and the lies of the enemy that wants to destroy our destinies. You know, we ended our last discourse in 2 Corinthians 4 verses 3 to 4. Now read it again from the New King James Version. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. You know, Satan works tirelessly to hinder and veil the truths of the gospel from people's minds, but we, be we belong to a kingdom with greater power. And when we bring the good news to others, the powerful light of the gospel exposes the lies of the enemy and our faulty belief systems, and it breaks the control of the enemy that he has over our lives. And you know, whoever has your mind controls you and determines your outcomes in life. So I encourage you today to let Holy Spirit have your mind. Cooperate with him as you 
fill your mind with the word and commune with him and then be committed to renewing your mind, you know, to change the way you think. Also, I want to encourage you to get back on mission by committing to sharing the gospel with others so that the veil can be torn from their eyes and they will in turn begin to see and think from God's perspective as they renew their minds and change their lives. So let me ask you, are you satisfied with your life right now? Or do you believe there is more to life than your current experience? If you believe there is more to life like I do, now we'll go to one of our key scriptures again in Romans 12 too, to see how we can get more, which starts by renewing our minds. And it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing and perfect. We dealt with the A part of this verse in the part one of this message and we'll focus on the part B. But it's good to remember that our minds don't get renewed or automatically. We have to allow God transform us as we renew our physical minds with the word. You know, here in the B part, it tells us that a renewed mind empowers us to discern God's will for our lives. You know, renewing our minds requires time. We have to be still in his presence. And that doesn't mean that you do not move. No, it just means you focus your attention on the Lord as we give ourselves to ponder and meditate on the word and on his promises and then commune with Holy Spirit. It's in that place of communion that Holy Holy Spirit downloads his thoughts, his will for our lives. You know, our thoughts become one with his and the eyes of our understanding is open to see what he wants to accomplish in our lives, in our families, our communities, our cities, our nations. It's in this place of yieldedness, of surrender, that we can access the wisdom of God for every situation and cause his will to be done in our health, our finances, our families, our cities, as it is in heaven. You know, as we link hands with Holy Spirit, we become conduits you know, through which his power is made manifest in a world full of challenges. And that power brings about salvations and victories in the situations we encounter. The kind of results your life is producing, you know, will give you an idea as to what you've planted, either consciously or unconsciously. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what are you constantly thinking about? Are you always berating and criticizing yourself, you know, believing the enemy's lies that there's no hope for you? Are there limiting beliefs that have formed the stronghold in your mind? Have you given up on a son or a daughter because you think they have gone astray so much that there is no hope for their redemption? You know, are you allowing bitter thoughts, unforgiving thoughts festering your mind? Well, I have some good news for you today. You can actually make a cost correction and change your outcomes by first changing the way you think. Repent from that negative way of thinking. Life is not hopeless. There is hope in Jesus. Don't just dwell on any thought that comes to your mind and hold on to the limiting beliefs. Some of which we developed as children, either through, you know, our culture or what our parents, our guidance or our teachers told us as we grew up. It's time to surrender these limiting beliefs that say you're not enough, you know, beliefs that put a cap on what you can achieve. You know, some of us, our teachers might have told us you are no good, you will never succeed. It's time to surrender those beliefs to the Lord. Surrender it and exchange it for who he said you and what he said you can do. You know, Satan gains access to us through the way we think and the way we agree with him is when we speak out the thought he introduces to our minds. In Matthew 6 verse 31, it says, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? You know, negative, hopeless, anxious, self-defeating thoughts will come. 
but it's when we give voice to them and speak this thought that you take ownership of them. So don't receive those thoughts. Don't take those thoughts by speaking them. You know, your thoughts can determine, I mean, they can become weapons. Your thoughts can become weapons by which you can destroy your destiny. And that is why you must pull down those negative thoughts. Because as you consistently dwell on them, they become strongholds in your mind. You know, in 2 Corinthians 10, reading from verses 3 to 5, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. You know, we live in the world, but we do not wage war as the world does. And in verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not Canal. That means they're not human weapons, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down the imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, strongholds are places of habitation in our thinking. And here Paul is referring to demonic strongholds where we have allowed the enemy to take refuge in our thinking. These strongholds are consistent thought patterns that one develops as they journey through life. Life, thereby giving the devil a place of habitation in their thoughts. And you know, no matter how deep-seated the strongholds are, the good news is that our weapons of warfare are mighty through God, mightier than any form of stronghold of the enemy we're dealing with. You know, one of the main weapons to use against the enemy is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God, backed by Holy Spirit, can pull down and demolish the strongholds of the enemy. But can I ask you, how much of the Word of God do you have on the inside? Do you know the word of God for yourself or do you rely only on your pastors every Sunday to feed you with the word? You know, the devil knows the word as well. He actually quoted the word in the temptation, though he twisted it somewhat. And does the devil know the word more than you do? You know, in Ephesians 6, Paul encouraged us to put on the armor of God so that we can stand against the schemes of the devil. And in verse 17, he says, to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The Greek word for the word of God here is rema, and it means the spoken word, a spoken word appropriate for your situation. It is a word of God in our hearts that the Holy Spirit quickens and brings forth at the right time for the challenges we are facing. You know, we've got to give the Holy Spirit something to walk with us to partner with him to obtain victory in the challenges we face and to live fulfilled lives. We have to make time for the word and ask Holy Spirit, the author of the word, to open our understanding and reveal his word to us. And that is how light comes. It's important we go from just knowing what the word says to understanding what it says. And as mentioned earlier, understanding comes with the help of Holy Spirit. Don't leave him out as you study the word. Ask him to breathe on what you're reading. Let it come alive in your spirit. You know, the word of God is so powerful. And as you fill your mind with it, it will eventually come out of your mouth. You know, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I like the way the message translation says it in Matthew 12 and 34. It says, for what has been stored up in your hearts will be heard in the overflow of your words. And, you know, with the word in our mouth, which overflows from our hearts, we can frame our world. We can create our world. And we see that in Hebrews 11 verse 3, from reading from the Passion Translation, it says that faith and power allows us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. You know, you've got a powerful weapon, the word of God backed by Holy Spirit. Use it. If you don't like your current situation, arm yourself with the word and plant it in the garden of your heart. Meditate on it and it will produce good fruit, the life God had in mind when he made you. In verse 5 of 2 Corinthians 10, we read it earlier, it says we should 
cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You know, the Greek word for imagination here is logismos, which refers to our reasoning, our thoughts. So we're to pull down thoughts that oppose God and his thoughts for us. You know, I like how the Passion Translation translates, translates the latter part of 5b. It says that we capture like prisoners of war every thought, that's those thoughts that oppose God, and insist that those thoughts bow in obedience to the anointed one, that's Christ Jesus. You see, the mind is a battlefield, and just as an enemy soldier, you know, just as the soldiers are captured in war, so also thoughts that oppose what God says and um, that we can do and who he says we are and you know thoughts that are negative and thoughts that you no know, thoughts of guilt of condemnation of hopelessness and belief systems you know that bring us down you know the lies of the enemy which must take captive of those thoughts and make them submit to Christ fill your mind with the word stay with the word allow Holy Spirit do his transforming work in you until all that is left in you is his word I tell you requires time but it's the best investment you can ever make listen for the direction of holy spirit on what to do because you've got to put action to your thoughts and your words and you will be unstoppable in the reading philippians 4 it just par paraphrasing it for the sake of time it tells us what to think and it says to think about things that are true honest just pure lovely of a good report things that are excellent and praiseworthy you know, focus on the good in every area of your life and focus on the truths found in the word of God in every situation concerning your healing, your provision, a thriving family, a hopeful tomorrow. Focus on these things. Don't let the facts of the situation you're in right now overwhelm you because they are subject to change. As And as you renew your mind and put the word to work with the help of the Holy Spirit, you will see victory. So I pray for you today that there will be an upgrade in your thought life, that you will sustain Sustain word-based belief systems and bring your thoughts into alignment with God's thoughts as you spend time with the Word and commune with the Holy Spirit. I pray for grace for you to exchange those limiting thoughts and believe for what the say for, for, for what the Word says um, you can do and who the Word says you are. You know, I pray for all grace also for you to let go of bitterness and unforgiveness. Grace to be able to shut down the lies of the enemy as they arise. And today again, I pray that you make time to sit with the Holy Spirit and sit with the Word and let Him download His plans for you and refresh you and transform your mind. You know, it's not a one-time deal. Inconsistency lies your victory. Till next time, remain blessed. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.